1: You're watching Global BC.
2: This is Global News Hour at 6.
3: Good evening, I'm Colleen Christie. Thanks for joining us. Sonia is off tonight. It's a disturbing story. A woman in the Fraser Valley was seriously injured today when she became trapped in a garbage truck. She had sought shelter in a dumpster in Chilliwack. When it was emptied into the truck, she wasn't discovered inside until the driver made a stop in Abbotsford. Tanya Beja has our top story.
4: Abbotsford fire crew searched the bin of a garbage truck for a woman trapped inside.
5: I was washing up and I heard the garbage collector come and dump the bin, which he usually does on a Sunday. But I heard him come in, I didn't hear him leave. And I said, well, this is kind of odd.
4: When Stan Pilot checked his rural property, he noticed a disturbing sight.
5: I go up to the back and there's an ambulance backing up to my shop. And he's standing outside, and then I noticed the lady's head hanging out at the top of the garbage truck.
0: Officials believe a
4: woman in her 40s was taking shelter in a bin that was stationed behind a business in Chilliwack. A driver picked up the bin Sunday morning and drove it nearly 40 kilometres to Abbotsford. He was about to add another load when he checked the truck camera and something caught his eye.
1: He reported seeing movement in the back of his truck uh, through that camera and then stopped and pulled over and uh, realized that he had uh, uh, a woman in the, in the rear of the truck.
4: The driver called 911 and first responders pulled the woman to safety. She survived the ordeal with a broken hip, but witnesses say it could have been much worse. The next load contained wood and wood products.
5: She's a very lucky person. If he would have dumped that load. I don't think she would have made it. So thanks to the driver, she, he basically saved her life.
3: Tanya Beja, Global News. The search continues for a missing airplane and the two people in it. The small plane disappeared three days ago en route from Edmonton to Chilliwack. Grace Key has the latest from the airport in Chilliwack. Grace.
6: Well, a second Comorant helicopter has joined in on the search. That is in addition to seven aircraft from the Civil Aviation Search and Rescue Association. Now, two people have been reported missing. The plane is a White Vans RV-6, similar to this one. It was reported overdue Friday afternoon. The plane was traveling from Edmonton to Chilliwack. The search has been centering along Highway 5 between Chilliwack and Valemont. Now, there has been a focus on the northern area from Clearwater to Vailmont. That's based on radar and cell tower information. Weather has been playing a factor
7: in the search. We're experiencing some uh, low ceilings and uh, low visibility with some light rain. Um, and that's that's in parts. Uh, as long as it's uh, safe for us to fly, we're going to continue to do so um, as long as we uh, have uh, visibility and light. As long as we believe that there's uh, the possibility that someone survived an event, we're going to keep searching. Um, At the point where the decision is made uh, that that's no longer uh, possible, uh, we turn it over to the RCMP and it becomes a uh, recovery operation.
6: Well, as you can see at the Chilliwack Airport, the low ceiling has been playing a factor in this search. So again, they're going to have to regroup tomorrow and set out another plan that will be day three in the search. Colleen?
3: Thanks, Grace. Delays on Highway 97 near Quinnell after a semi overturned. Police say the truck flipped over a concrete barrier just past the Quinell River Bridge at around 1 o'clock in the morning. Now, the residents who filmed this video says that the truck was carrying mail and parcels. There were no serious injuries. Police say moving the sideways semi will be a challenge and may require more traffic delays. A man has been charged in connection with the death of a young Belgian woman who was traveling through Canada. Court records indicate Sean McKenzie will appear in Chilliwack Court on Wednesday in connection with the homicide of 28-year-old Amalie Cicalis. Her body was discovered in August on the 22nd north of Boston Bar. Police believe the Belgian tourist had been hitchhiking from Penticton to Vancouver earlier that day. A man was arrested at the scene but was later released. A white Chevy Astro van, believed to be connected to the murder, was seized near the crime scene. The integrated Homicide investigation team will be holding a news conference tomorrow morning. Although police aren't confirming her death, friends and family of 18-year-old Jessica Patrick of Smithers says that her remains have been found. This as Smithers' RCMP investigate the discovery of human remains patrick was reported missing on september 3rd police say she left a local motel in the hour, early hours of august 31st today smithers mayor also posted that he was saddened to hear that the body of jessica patrick was found yesterday near our community a vigil was held in smithers this afternoon hundreds of parents in maple ridge are scrambling to make emergency child care plans for tomorrow. After the storm, a storm did serious damage to their daycare facility. But as Julia Foy reports, it now appears many others still aren't aware of the problem.
5: I mean,
8: this for me? The Evans family has a very close bond with the Ridge Meadows Child Development Centre. This is where five-year-old Grace and three-year-old Caitlin have come for help after they came into the world prematurely.
9: And She has been served by occupational therapy, physiotherapy and speech language uh, pathology services.
8: Float in here, it's actually gone all the way down the daycare. But the centre is now closed and could be out of service for up to three months after contaminated floodwaters washed through the centre on Friday afternoon.
1: We do know that we have some
3: families that will struggle because this is the only place. They don't. We can't go in their home.
8: Restoration workers have to remove everything from the 10,000 square foot centre, from toys to furniture to bedding. Up to 400 children and their families will be displaced.
7: For so many people in the community, for that to be taken away, it's uh,
10: devastating.
8: Friday's severe rain and hailstorm overwhelmed drainage systems all over Maple Ridge. It sent rivers of contaminated water into several businesses, including the Start Smart Daycare and Ridge Meadows Child Development Centre. Days later, the carpets are still soaked through and the air is becoming toxic. All along the hallways here at the Child Development Centre, there are strips of blue masking tape. What that represents is how high up into the wallboard the contaminated water soaked in, which means all of this will have to be removed.
1: That was all
8: wet. Salisbury says they're desperate to find a temporary new home. Also, I went last night. Oh my gosh, people are going to be phoning in, and there's nobody here. The Evans family plans to set up a GoFundMe page to help raise money to support the center because they say they know how many children's lives have improved because of the important work done here.
9: I was having trouble sleeping last night. I could not imagine the families that we've already had to notify to say that appointments are cancelled tomorrow. Uh,
7: This centre's been so crucial for our family and so many in the community.
8: Julia Foy, Global News.
3: Proponents of increased density conducted a walking tour of West Point Grey today ahead of Tuesday's public meeting about more duplexes in the city. The group known as Abundant Housing Vancouver says it wants to see more rental housing, social housing and commercial space in neighborhoods that have seen little growth. Advocates say thousands of more people could live in the West Point Grey area were zoned to allow new for- allow for new forms of housing, other than the large single-family homes currently in place.
7: In this whole area we're looking at, it's one-third the size of the West End, and only 400 people live here. If it was the same density as Kitsilano, there would be four and a half thousand people, and if it was the same density as the West End, there would be 14,000 people. So the consequence is that more and more of us are squished into less and less of the city, while while, while relatively fewer wealthier people have the majority of the land for themselves.
3: Tomorrow marks the one-month countdown to marijuana legalization in this country, and B.C.'s top cop is warning illegal dispensaries the current retail landscape is about to change. His message? If you don't have a license, be prepared to be busted. Kristen Robinson has more.
5: Remember when Vancouver police moved in on illegal pot vendors? Come get your free weed. Busting the ongoing bong show at Robson Square? We could see more cannabis crackdowns once marijuana is legalized. The reality
1: is this. Illegal stores can either shut down um, on their own volition or they will be shut down.
5: On October 17th, the government's first B.C. cannabis store will open at a Kamloops shopping mall with retail and online sales. More legal pot locations will follow as the province processes more than 100 paid applications.
10: They'll have to be
1: approved by the city, background check, and licensed by the province.
6: Okay, all right, look at that.
5: A new enforcement unit will crack down on unlicensed pot shops with the power to seize illegal cannabis and records without a warrant. Those operating outside the law could be slapped with fines of up to twice the value of the confiscated product.
11: We, we are concerned for the fact that you, if they make the wrong decisions, it's going to hurt people.
5: Don Briere owns the Weeds chain of dispensaries and says he'll fight to keep his eight BC stores open.
7: Uh, Right now we're in court. We're trying to save jobs for our, our people. We have hundreds of years of knowledge and experience in this industry. We need to see a warrant.
5: The cost of enforcing illegal weed, still hazy.
1: We have uh, liquor inspectors. We're going to have cannabis inspectors. Uh, It is the cost of, of legalization. It is the cost of doing business.
5: It will take up to three years to establish a retail recreational marijuana system. But B.C.'s top cop, confident the new legislation will stand up to any legal challenge. Kristen Robinson, Global News. Police in Victoria are looking for a thief
3: who stole a treasured item right from the arms of a visually impaired man. The 71-year-old man was standing near the intersection of Douglas and Fort Streets at noon yesterday. A thief on a bike grabbed the coat from the man's hands and then took off. The burgundy-colored Lanzen brand raincoat was a gift from the man's late wife. In one of the pockets, there was a monocular, a device that helped him to see. If you have any information about this crime or the man's belongings, please call Victoria Police or Crime Stoppers. Thousands of British Columbians are keeping a close eye on their homeland as a powerful typhoon barrels through Hong Kong and southern China, killing dozens and causing widespread destruction. Typhoon Mancut slammed into southern China today. Waves crashed over barriers and into boats along the coastline. State media says more than 2.4 million people have had to be evacuated from a southern province. All of this after the storm lashed the Philippines, leaving at least 64 people dead. Paul Johnson has more.
2: What an anxious weekend it's been for Vancouver's Marley Tuvalin. Like many Filipino Canadians, she's been glued to TV and smartphone screens, desperate for any news from loved ones who are in the path of Typhoon Menghut. I'm worried because I haven't contacted my family for two days
3: because it's brownout, no electricity running. But yesterday I was able to talk to them and they're safe.
2: But there was much to be worried about. Prior to landfall, Manghut was the most powerful storm on the planet. And in the Philippines, memories are still fresh from Typhoon Haiyan five years ago catastrophic storm that left more than 7,000 dead imagine if your relatives were in the middle of another one of those i
3: can't uh, contact them and then i don't know where they are because they were evacuated in evacuation center
2: while one tragedy struck in a mining community when a landslide trapped miners and their families Initial reports suggest fatalities from this storm will be much lower than five years ago. Credit that to lessons learned. After high end, many buildings were strengthened, and as the storm approached, authorities evacuated thousands. One early concern, though, is extensive damage to crops in an area that's known as the breadbasket for the Philippines. Tubelin says Canada's Filipino community will continue to watch the story closely.
3: It's not just for our family back home, but it's also for our fellow men, countrymen.
2: Paul Johnson, Global News.
3: In the Carolinas, Florence has been downgraded to a tropical depression, but remains just as dangerous. Flooded-out residents have had to be rescued by boat. The storm is being blamed for more than a dozen deaths. Florence is still moving slowly, dumping meters, not centimeters, of water in some of the hardest-hit areas.
1: Florence continues to slowly creep across the Carolinas. The winds have eased a bit. But the rain is not. The entire community swallowed by the water, and more is on the way.
2: This storm... Has never been more dangerous than it is right now.
1: The numbers, like the storm, are overwhelming. More than a dozen dead, close to a million without power. In some areas, there's already more than two and a half feet of water rushing into homes and businesses, ripping apart and washing over roadways, leaving many no way out.
2: It's too deep to be driving. I, sh- I should have just stayed where I was at
1: high-water rescues continue across the strike zone, hundreds have been pulled to safety. Tens of thousands, though, could still be in jeopardy.
2: And the risk to life is rising with the angry waters.
1: Christopher Ray used a boat to escape. There
2: was no way we were walking out of this.
1: Today, he got the chance to walk back in.
10: You know, it's time to start rebuilding our lives, see what we're going to do and take it from there.
1: But the recovery can't start. Until the attack from Florence ends. Jay Gray, NBC News, Wilmington, North Carolina.
3: A woman has been killed, attacked by her own dog in her own home outside of Calgary. A child was also seriously injured in an incident that's left a community in shock. Global's Michael King reports.
7: A large sign warns of guard dogs on duty and it was at this gated rural property where Strathmore RCMP were called for reports of a dog attack just after 6 p.m. Saturday evening. Officials say a boxer pit bull mix attacked a two-and-a-half-year-old child and a 50-year-old woman. RCMP believed the woman was fatally mauled trying to save the child. Police say the woman and the toddler were related and multiple reports say the woman was the child's grandmother.
10: In an
11: effort to stop that attack, an adult female intervened and the dog uh, turned on on the adult. Uh, Unfortunately, the uh, adult uh, suffered fatal wounds uh, as as a result of the dog bite or the dog attack.
7: The toddler was rushed to Alberta Children's Hospital in serious condition. Police say the child suffered traumatic injuries to her extremities and legs. Parents of the child were home when the attack happened. Police believe the dog had no previous history of violence, calling it out of character for the dog. This is the first known instance of violence involving this dog. Um, uh, and again, there's, there's no signs. We're still trying to figure out what, what led the dog to, uh, to attacking the toddler in the first place. Uh. Residents I spoke to were shocked and saddened by the news saying that usually this is a quiet town, but when tragedy does strike, the people of Langdon band together.
8: Many of us know each other. We look at our neighbours as our friends and and people that we want to spend time with. So when a tragedy like this happens in a community like Langdon, the the community usually comes together.
11: Everybody in town seems to kind of band together and, and take care of, you know, what they need to take care of when things like that happen, right?
7: The animal, along with another dog at the house, were taken to Calgary and will be quarantined for up to 10 days. At this point, it hasn't been decided whether to euthanize the dog or release it back to the family. Michael King, Global News.
3: Rain today didn't stop hundreds from turning out for the annual Canuck Place adventure run along Jericho Beach. Three,
10: two, one.
3: Participants started on bikes, then they ran, before ending the race with an obstacle course. The family-friendly event is one of the biggest fundraisers for the hospice, drawing participants young and old. Canuck Place has been helping BC families for 23 years. Such an awesome organization. Good for them for getting out in the rain today. A little bit damp out there today.
9: A little bit damp. And in the morning, actually, (laughs) good on them for getting out there because we did have uh, some heavier bands that were pushing through. A lot of people that I walked through the hallways today at work were saying, it was torrential, just getting (laughs) drenched today out there. (laughs) was coming in sideways. So good on them for getting out. Wanted to show you the satellite and radar, and this was taken over the past five to six hours, or even this afternoon. We've seen a few lightning strikes, a few heavier downpours. It'll start to ease up. A nice improvement is on the way for us to kick things off. We're back to school and work tomorrow, so I'll have that coming up very shortly. Great. Thanks, Yvonne. Barry, good day to stay inside and watch sports.
11: Yes, there was, uh, you know, 14 NFL games to watch. Oh, See, it all. took a you know double remote control kind of day. <laughs> so we'll definitely have a lot of, a lot of great... Uh, Great big play, touchdown! today in the NFL. We'll love that. But uh, speaking of the rain, the the the, the Sounders kind of rained on the Whitecaps' parade last night. It's a really tough loss for the Whitecaps. Doesn't end their playoff hopes, but made their path a lot tougher. So We'll take a look back at uh, their 2-1 loss last night at BC Place. They had a sellout crowd, biggest crowd they've ever had in oh, awesome. the regular season. Nearly 28,000. It's an awesome game, but. Just couldn't get that tie-and-go, what unfortunately. Yeah.
3: Thanks, fair. Important medical news tonight about aspirin and heart health. For years, we've been told older adults should take a baby aspirin every day to help prevent heart attacks. But now there's mounting evidence that daily pill could be causing more harm than good.
2: It'll be your first time that...
10: 56-year-old teacher Anthony Brooks doesn't and have a family history four. of heart disease. He a and a he's fit. A jogger who runs 5Ks.
2: I've always been an athlete, I love staying in shape.
10: But his doctor recommended an aspirin a day to prevent any future heart problems.
2: He felt that it would be good for me to take an aspirin to keep my heart ticking.
10: It's long-standing advice followed by millions of Americans to prevent a first heart attack, but now a major about face. Three blockbuster studies published today in the New England Journal of Medicine followed almost 20,000 healthy people over age 70. Researchers discovered that taking low-dose aspirin, just 100 milligrams a day, did not prevent heart attacks and other cardiovascular disease in that age group.
0: The message is changing. It is no longer a slam dunk to take a baby aspirin to prevent a stroke or heart attack, especially now if you're older than 65. The risks seem to outweigh the benefits.
10: And those risks were alarming. Taking an aspirin daily increased the risk of stomach and brain bleeding and even raised the risk of death. Most people take aspirin without even thinking about it. It's a medicine that's sold over the counter.
0: Aspirin's a powerful medicine that can cause life-threatening bleed. It should not be taken
10: lightly. The advice doesn't change for people who have already had a heart attack or are at a very high risk for one. But for people like Anthony Brooks, taking aspirin for prevention, he'll be talking to his doctor.
2: We won't revisit that conversation because it's top of mind for me right now.
10: A new lesson in heart health for patients and their physicians. Dr. John Torres, NBC News, New York.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash specialoffer. All lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer.
1: You're watching Global News Hour at 6.
3: Communities across Canada hosted Terry Fox runs today on this, the 38th anniversary of the fundraiser. Thousands attended the hometown run in Port Coquitlam, where Terry Fox grew up. The now international event raises tens of millions of dollars for cancer research. In 1980, Terry Fox, who lost his leg to bone cancer, set out to run across Canada to raise money for cancer research. He was forced to end the run when the cancer spread to his lungs. He died in June of 1981 at the age of 22. Organizers say the wet weather today acts as a stark reminder of the conditions Terry endured on his marathon of hope.
7: With rain, it's a great remembrance that Terry Fox ran a marathon a day for 143 days. And rain, hail, sleet, snow was all part of that. So this actually gives us a little more of a taste of what Terry had to go through uh, 38 years ago. Terry was such a hero to me. As an 11-year-old, I thought, wow, look at that really old guy, 21 years old, running across Canada, trying to you know, find a cure, raise money for a cure for cancer. So the least I can do anyways is once a year help organize this run. So it's, it's an amazing opportunity to reconnect with the community, an amazing opportunity to raise some money so that the next time we have a run like this, It's not to find a cure, but rather that we're
3: selling wonderful. Yvonne, I don't think anybody out there today minded a bit that it was raining.
9: No, I think we're used to it, and of course in Vancouver, and for those that were out there running it today, thank you so much for mm-hmm. your support. A great job. Not a little rain is going to stop anyone um, from getting out there. A few breaks right now overlooking our taricam shot. This is English Bay this evening. We'll see more breaks tomorrow, and I'll have more on that in just a moment. It was a cooler day. We're sitting at 14 out of the airport with a southwesterly wind at 11 kilometers per hour. Our highway today was up to 15 degrees. Degrees. Average for this time of the year sits at 18 and a record of 27 degrees set back in 1981. 16 is the high for Kamloops, Revelstoke climbing up to 14. The Peace, a cooler day today with only a high of 4 degrees and coastal sections near Prince Rupert up to 15. Current temperatures for Kamloops at 13 degrees, Nelson at 11, Victoria at 16 and areas near Tofino sitting at 14 degrees. Current satellite and radar, this is over the last two hours. So we still have a few waves, especially for areas near Maple Ridge. In Coquitlam. It'll be very light though, still with a chance of showers this evening right along the south coast. The island will be included within that and we've got some active weather, but it looks to stay just to the south of us. Still seeing a few lightning strikes into the interior sections for the southern half of the province and the southeastern corners, and a band of rain heavy at times just approaching Prince George for this evening. We will still see some instability for tomorrow. Here's the next weather maker that'll likely push in on our Wednesday, but when we put the future cast into play, there will be a clearing on the way across the south coast and in interior sections for tomorrow. Wanted to note for the northeastern corners and areas near the peace, we're looking at flurries, for the morning hours, and then changing back over to a chance of showers. The next weather maker is still a few days out. For tomorrow, the piece so flurries for the morning, changing over to showers. Six will be the high. Tuesday, a nice break with the return for some sunshine and a high of nine. Whitehorse, sunny and dry over the next three days, and temperatures climbing up into the teens with a high of 11. Coastal sections for the northern half of the province, a break, some sunshine. Temperatures up to 15, right where you should be for this time of the year. Caribou and Central Interior, we're seeing Raining this evening and still a chance of showers for tomorrow. Much drier come your Tuesday, Wednesday. Columbia and Kootenai region, some instability tomorrow. Unsettled, a chance of showers with temperatures up to 17 degrees. Sunshine and dry conditions returning on Tuesday. Thompson, Okanagan, we'll see some nice breaks. Temperatures bumping up to highs of 15 and 16 degrees. Whistler tomorrow morning, we'll see more cloud cover with a chance of showers, but it should be much drier by the afternoon. Similar for the island, we've got cloud cover in the morning breaks by the afternoon areas near victoria will be up to 15 degrees and metro vancouver we're climbing up to 16 another cool day so be prepared some sunshine in the mix by the afternoon cloud cover but it will remain dry on our tuesday some unsettled weather with the next system moving in and the return for showers will be midweek on wednesday but so far a great start to the week colleen all right thanks yvonne
3: Mystery surrounds the disappearance of an international superstar who hasn't been seen since June. Today is her 37th birthday and the question
0: is, could the Chinese government be involved in her disappearance? Americans may know her from X-Men. Time's up. But in China, Fan Bingbing is celebrity royalty. Once named China's most famous actress, she's a red carpet regular, seen alongside Will Smith, Hugh Jackman, and Jessica Chastain, and the face of glitzy ad campaigns. Now that face is missing. Fan seems to have vanished amid reports that she was involved in a secret government tax probe. How is it possible for China's most famous actress to just suddenly disappear? I don't know. I mean, there are also, of course, rumors that she has been detained. But nobody knows where she is. Fan came under suspicion after two film contracts were leaked online. According to state media, one contract for tax purposes said she was paid $1.5 million, while a separate private contract paid $7.5 million. allegations she denied. She hasn't been charged with a crime, but an article published earlier this month in a state-run paper said she had been brought under control and was about to receive legal judgment. Hours later, the article was pulled. Beijing is cracking down on the entertainment industry. A new report ranking Chinese stars by their level of social responsibility has Fan at dead last. The message that the authorities here want to send is that no one is above
6: the Communist Party. The government uh, says that it doesn't like celebrity worship, so what she's
0: doing is running counter a bit. Ah! For a woman who made her name on the silver screen, it's the real-life drama that's captivating the world. Lucy Kalfanov, NBC News. All right, Barry's here with
3: all the sports news that's fit to to deliver.
11: (laughs) Yes, well, I hope you like football. We had a lot of
8: football.
11: A lot of football. Oh, <laughs> Soccer, football to start, and then we'll we'll go uh, to the NFL. All right, thanks, Colleen. Um, Last night's Whitecaps loss does not end their playoff hopes officially, that's for sure, but it is a costly blow. The only saving grace for Vancouver was that Portland also lost last night. Like Seattle, Portland now leads Vancouver by four points with just six matches to go. Whitecaps played with fire last night, but they got burned on a couple of mistakes and now need some help down the stretch to get into the postseason
2: for Mosquita, play continues, it's Mosquita again with a curler that goes wide in the far post. Kutato again. Kai Kamara back to Eric Kutato, snatched at it.
6: Post, it's helped
2: up to Chira got it back from Mike! Oh, wide by inches!
11: Well, there was the chance. We should have won that game today and we've lost it and we have to accept it and we will. It's not, it's not great, it's not ideal, it's disappointing against a rival, but I can't ask him to do anything more other than put the ball in the back of the net myself
2: and maybe not play square balls all across the edge of the box. But, you know, we stick together.
7: It was a failure to execute when needed and mistakes at the most inopportune time. Plain and simple, the white caps needed a win and they just couldn't get the job done. So instead of being a point away from the sixth and final playoff spot, the Caps now find themselves four back with just six games to play. What's your message going to be to the team for these last six games? Play like that. If we play like that, we'll be fine said we've got a couple of home games, a couple of away games.
2: Results, as you said, went for us in a certain way, but we control, you know, we we can control what we control. uh, And those are our games. I don't really care about other teams. I really don't. If we get our job done and we get enough points to get in the playoffs, then we deserve to be there. If we don't, we don't. That's all I can control.
11: Saying it like it is. NFL today, Aaron Rodgers coming off that amazing fourth quarter comeback last week versus the Bears on an injured knee, braced up but ready to go at home versus the Vikings today. Second quarter, Rodgers to Devontae Adams for the touchdown. Aaron Rodgers, 30 of 42, 281 yards on the day. Pack led 17-7 at the half. Jump to the fourth, 23-14. Green Bay, But to Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings come back. Long bomb to Stefan Diggs, a 75-yard touchdown. Now it's 23-21. Under two to go, it's 29-21 for the pack. Cousins needs something big. Going deep is picked off. That looks like the ball game, but hold on. A roughing the passer call against Clay Matthews. Very questionable. That didn't look like roughing. Not even a late hit. Vikes remain alive. They will take that call every day. They take advantage, too. Cousins to Adam Thielen, who makes an incredible catch in double coverage and then leans back over the line for the touchdown, 29-27. They need the two-pointer to tie it up, and they get it. Cousins, nice touch to find Diggs, 29-29. But Green Bay had time. Mason Crosby with a chance to win it with his sixth field goal of the game. It is good. But wait, the Vikes had called timeout just before the snap, so they have to do it again. And that was good strategy because this time Crosby's kick is long enough, but it is just wide. No good. We need overtime. Final play of OT. The Vikes can win it. Rookie kicker Daniel Carlson had already missed two, including one in OT. And the kid got the hat trick. No good. Vikes and Packers finish in a 29 all-tie. I think the Vikings may have a new kicker tomorrow. Two NFC powers colliding Carolina and Atlanta tied at 10 late first half. Matt Ryan to Austin Hooper for the touchdown 17-10 Falcons in front fourth quarter Panthers down 14 but Cam Newton trying to lead the Panthers back will zip one here to Tory Smith who makes a nice grab Carolina within 7 at 24-17 but mid-fourth Matt Ryan puts it away, a rare run. An eight-yard scramble for the touchdown for the Falcon quarterback. Atlanta wins it at 31-24. Both teams are one and one. Chiefs and Steelers from Pittsburgh. This was a wild game. Kansas City rookie quarterback Patrick Mahomes, four TD passes last week in the season opener. Well, he took it up a notch from there today. This laser TD pass to Travis Kelsey, one of his three first-quarter touchdown passes, 21 nothing Chiefs, but the Steelers roared back with with Ben Roethlisberger, he finds James Washington. Big Ben's third touchdown pass of the quarter. So it's 21-all at the half. Back to Mahomes in the third quarter. He will fire over the middle to Kelsey, a 25-yarder. Fourth touchdown pass made it 28-21. And then in the fourth... Mahomes will get his sixth touchdown pass of the game to Tyreek Hill. That's 10 touchdown passes in his first three games as a pro. He had a start at the end of last year with no TD passes, but it's a new NFL record breaking Peyton Manning's old mark. 42-37 Chiefs win 2-0. and They are fun to watch. Eagles and Bucks, Super Bowl champs, visiting a Tampa team that put up 48 points in Week 1. Ryan Fitzpatrick picking up where he left off. Literally first play of the game. 75 yards to Deshaun Jackson. It's 7-0. Buccaneers in front. Second quarter. Fitzpatrick back for more. Over the middle this time to O.J. Howard, who does most of the heavy lifting on this play. Takes it all the way for another 75-yard touchdown. 402 yards passing. Four more TDs for Fitzpatrick. So in two weeks, 819 yards, eight touchdown passes. Not bad. Bucks win again. They beat the Super Bowl champs 27-21. NFC West battle. Cardinals and Rams. L.A. a heavy favorite to win the division. And they were not tested today at the Coliseum. Todd Gurley, one of his three touchdown runs here. 34-0 the final. L.A. goes to 2-0. The Cards drop to 0-2. The Seahawks, of course, at Chicago for the Monday nighter. 34 nothing. that final should be. Patriots and Jaguars from Jacksonville. Sweltering heat, nearly 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Jags uh, own the opening half. Blake Bortles to Austin Safarian Jenkins, 21-3 at the half. Of course, the Jags blew a big lead against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game last January in Foxborough, but not this time. The Jag defense comes up large as they sack and then force a fumble here on Tom Brady. That was a huge play. Had New England scored, they would have been within a score. But later on, Bortles staying aggressive finds D.D. Westbrook. And Westbrook is going to take this one the distance. A 61-yard touchdown. And the Jaguars, they're for real. 31-20 the final over the Patriots. Spread your local love by joining United Way Day on September 20th. Show your community you care by signing up to build a snack pack for a local child or write a letter to a senior. Plus, enjoy food trucks, swag giveaways, and more. Happening at the Vancouver Art Gallery. The Cardiac Smash Corporate Charity Ping-Pong Tournament is coming to Vancouver. This tournament is open to players of all skill levels, and all proceeds support the life-saving research at Heart & Stroke. It's a night of food, fun, and great ping-pong. Register your team at CardiacSmash.com.
2: Our BC is brought to you by Alpine Credits. Own your own home and need a loan? Get approved in less than 24 hours at alpinecredits.ca.
11: Welcome back. Merritt's Roger Sloan is on his way back to the PGA Tour. The 31-year-old fired an 8-under-par 63 in today's final round of the Web.com Tour playoff event in Boise, Idaho to finish in a tie for second. That moves him up to 10th overall with one event to go. A top 25 in the playoff standings gets you to the big show, and Sloan is virtually assured of that now. Sloan can change he did all play that on the PGA Tour for year one year. season back in 2015, but lost his privilege. Three more years on the Web.com, and he's going back to prime time. This is his approach on the 18th. Missed a birdie putt that would have got him into a playoff, but that second-place finish pretty much locks up a top 25 in the playoff standings. Still, one more tournament next week. Sloan will join Langley's Adam Spencer, who got his 2018-19 PGA Tour card by finishing in the top 25 of the Web.com during the regular season. Of course, those two joined PGA vets Nick Taylor and Adam Hadwin. Abbotsford, so four BC boys on next year's PGA Tour. Final round of the LPGA's final major of the year, the Evian Championship from France. American Angela Stanford coming off a double bogey that dropped her out of the lead on 16. Well, how's this answer? Long birdie on 17, post 12 under par. Another American, Amy Olsen with a one-shot lead playing the 18th, just needs a par to win. Struggled to get it on the green though, so this long uphill for par needs this for the victory. Ooh, slides it by, so work left. She needs to make the bogey putt to force a playoff but she will leave it short. And Angela Stanford wins her first ever major. That comes at age 40. Brooke Henderson tied for 10th at 8-under. Baseball now, Seattle going for the three-game sweep against the Angels in L.A. Seattle needs to pretty much win them all to have any chance of getting into the wild card. This helps Daniel Vogel back with a rope to right. It's a two-run homer, ties the game at three. But in the seventh, Cole Calhoun of the Angels With a solo home run to left center, that was the game winner. Tough loss for the Mariners, 4-3 final. Oakland did lose as well, but the Mariners have 13 left. They're seven and a half out. They do play the A's three more times, but it's going to be tough. They had to win that one today. Davis Cup from Toronto, Milos Seraonic with a chance to keep Canada in the world group, which is for the top 16 countries. Canada taking on the Netherlands. Milos taking on 224th ranked Scott Griespoor because Robin Haase, the top Dutch player, was out with a hip injury. Milos with the ace, which he's want to do, One in a tie break in the first set, also took the second, and then booms the ace on match point, his 23rd of the match. Raonic takes it 7-6, 6-3, 6-4, so Canada stays in the world group next year. The 2018 Davis Cup Finals will feature France and Croatia. And a world record performance at today's Berlin Marathon by Kenya's Eliud the Olympic champ sprinted his way through Berlin, shaving a minute and 17 off the previous marathon record, also set in Berlin. Perfect running conditions. His time, an unbelievable two hours, one minute and 40 seconds. I mean, Are back in the day, two and a half hours used to be a good time. Two or one forty. And uh, they got to figure they're getting close to a sub-two-hour marathon, which is insane. That's like, you know... Four-and-a-half-minute
3: miles. Crazy. At my my best, I could do 10K (laughs) in 50 minutes. At my best.
11: I know. They do four four 10Ks in two hours. They're doing them every half, you know, 10Ks every 30 minutes, if you think. Three-minute Ks.
10: Before, the world was big and there was less to consume. But now,
11: the world is small. We've gone from analyzing to vetting to suffocating. And our minds get made up for us before clarity and context and comfort now uncharted what to know when to care what's objective what is fair so in this landscape of now how do we find our way like before global news
10: navigate the now
3: plumbing Mm -hmm. electrical construction these are all jobs that we usually associate with with men But that may be changing in the years to come as more girls take interest in the trades. And now a special camp is helping girls learn the skills to help them build a more successful future.
9: The way you turn it on is you move this and you...
3: A chop saw is no
4: match for 10-year-old Aaliyah Coleman. She can also tell you the best way to hammer. Don't swing it all the way back. She's nailing down construction skills and learning to build with other young girls at this summer camp in Portland, Oregon.
9: I don't need anybody else to help me do things and that I'm able to do things on my
4: own. Giving young girls a sense of independence. If you fail, you learn something. Exactly what founder Katie Hughes was hoping for when she started the Girls Build program, now in four cities across
5: the Northwest. They're not in front of any screens. They are building something start to finish.
4: Twenty hands-on workshops in a week. Painting, siding, roofing, and concrete. Teaching girls trade skills by all-women instructors. We're
5: going to actually lay our sides flat.
4: What do you want them to leave with most? If they want an object, I want them to think, oh, can I build that? Can I make that myself? I want them to be more confident little humans. Some, like Hope Butler, will leave with a to-build list. My mom is asking me to get um, blueprints for a bench that she wants me to build. Ashney Butler holds her breath when Hope uses the chop
8: saw, but loves seeing her daughter's new confidence. It's powerful for girls to learn at an early age the things they can do and they can do on their own.
5: Girls can basically do exactly the same thing that men can. So if there is a glass ceiling, just grab a hammer and smash it. And you
4: know how to use a hammer. (laughs) Girls built up and given tools to frame their future. Katie Beck, NBC News, Portland, Oregon.
11: That's awesome. Mm, I have a garage that needs to be finished. So yeah.
3: don't look at us. Well,
11: the <laughs> girls, I think. They they look up like they, could, they, look like they uh, would are good workers and they could do a good job. And they'll show up on time. I'm not saying all contractors are the same. I just think mm. those girls may want to change it up a little bit yeah. and show up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: start a new tradition. Yeah, new tradition. Contract, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you at eleven. <laughs> <laughs>